What is your relationship with money? Is it healthy? In order to truly live life on purpose, it should be. Please enjoy this episode from our archive. Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services in Eastland, Texas. Tune in every week as we share important information to help you and your family live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, legacy and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. Welcome to Life Planning 101 on this Monday morning. Angela Kennedy Robinson joins me as usual. Angela, good morning. Good Monday morning. And we have an incredible topic this morning. And I have to tell you where this came from. So I obviously have this little Apple Watch, and I'm not technology savvy. And people say, well, you have an Apple Watch? And I say, yes, because I bought life insurance a few years ago. It's with John Hancock. And they have this healthy living concept thing. So I get points for steps and you know all kinds of being healthy buying stuff and and you get discounts and it's great you know but they come up with this little newsletter that comes out every month and i love to read it it's really good stuff like i'm really interested in it and they you know during this healthy living concept one one of the uh, articles in there was about your relationship that you have with money and I thought, you know, that's very interesting because we often think about our relationship with money for the purpose of money for our financial life. But we forget about what our relationship is with money for the purpose of our health right. and what we're actually doing to ourselves and how important that is. And I look back on it as I was reading this, I look back on it and I think about the different families that we've worked with. And I think about, you know, it didn't matter if they had a lot of money, if they didn't. There was always something with everyone. There was a battle, internal battle about money. And, you know, the interesting thing is, after I started kind of researching this concept, is this is a real thing. This is something that psychologists spend a lot of time on figuring out because it's instilled in a person from their childhood. And they call it, you know, a money script. What your common belief or orient is towards money overall in life. So, you know, you take someone that's extremely successful and has millions of dollars, but lives in a house that's worth $35,000 and drives a truck that's 20 years old and is afraid they're going to run out of money. There's a reason that they are that way, right? And you From think exactly. And how stressful is that? What does that do to their health when in reality they've done everything right and they're in perfect <laughs> perfect condition to be able to have a healthy life both financially and with the real health, right? right? And, you know, this also goes hand in hand with someone that doesn't have a lot of money. Why don't they have a lot of money? What is causing them not to have a lot of money? So I found this really cool deal. It was a featured psychologist, um, and he's a certified financial planner. So, he, you know, hey, he's got he's got the right tools, right? His name is Dr. Brad Klontz, and he created a series called The Money Scripts. And there's four of them. And they're belief patterns that each of us, you know, really can take something from and learn something from to do it. And I was looking for a good, he has a whole book on it. So I was looking for a good a synopsis of it. And there's a company called Pension Mark, and they do like retirement plans and pensions. So, you know, they want to educate 
all their employers' people sure. and help them get better. So they did a great job summarizing these so-called money scripts. And what I want to do in today's show is we're going to go through these money scripts. There's four of them. And then we're also going to talk about where you can start, no matter which of these money scripts you follow, and figure out what's a better path for me or what can I do um, to help not only myself and my health, but think about your children. Think about your grandchildren. Just like we mentioned in the first part, if this was something that was set into motion in your life, how many generations is that getting passed down? And could it be devastating for someone else, not just you? And, you know, as parents, we always worry about our kids and their money. We talked about that last week, right? So, you know, here it is. Here's something that you can do to be able to help your family today and help yourself have a healthier lifestyle financially and physically, right? Sounds like good stuff. So we got a lot to go through. And when we'll come back, we're going to go through these four money scripts. What is your relationship with money? Have you ever thought about it? And really, I mean, this is something that affects all parts of your life. Um, You know, we were just talking in the break about divorce and how many divorces are caused because of money. (laughs) A lot. Yeah. How many problems are caused within a family because of money? How much stress is created because of money? Right. And, you know, we wrote an article a long time ago. Do you control your money or does your money control you? And, you know, why is that? Well, according to this psychologist, Dr. Brad Klontz, it has something to do with our childhood and where this actually it's our money script is where, you know, all of our beliefs about money came from. So I want to kind of summarize these four. And as I mentioned before the break, these came from pension mark, um, the summaries of these. And this is really good. So the first one is called money avoidance. And these are people that believe that money is bad. And they think, uh, you know, they often like they think of money and they get anxiety or disgust in their mind. And they have like a hostile attitude towards people that are successful and wealthy. Um, they really don't like them. And we've all met those people that you can just see that they're against against that wealth, right? And the, the paradox to all of this is, is that even though they feel that way, all of their problems would be solved if they had more money. So for that reason, they go on unconsciously sabotaging their own financial future and their financial efforts, and they work extra hours just to make ends meet. So they're miserable. And they put themselves in this cycle, right? So that's called money avoidance. That's the first script, all right? Then you have what's called money worshipers. And they believe that money is the route to true happiness. And one can never have enough money. So they feel that they will never be able to afford everything they want. This is kind of like that millionaire we talked about in the beginning of the show, right? They may shop compulsively, hoard their belongings, you know, and put their work ahead of relationships just to have more wealth, just that quest for wealth. And you think about these two first ones, money avoidance and money worship, and how opposite they are. Right. Right. But they're both so dangerous to your health. Right. Because how much stress or how much, you know, social skills or anything, you know, that that these could cause between relationships and, and whatnot. So and then there's number three. It's called money status. And similar to money worshipers, these people equate net worths with self-worth. So they believe that if you have a higher net worth, you have a 
higher self-worth, right? And, you know, I always think, I hear that and I think of, you know, back in the days where you had different levels of classes in society, especially like in England or Rome or, or those places, right? And you always knew that people with wealth had a higher status in life. Well, that still exists today. So you think about how many generations that's come down that pipeline, right? And they may live lavishly. These may be with the people that you see trying to keep up with the Joneses and attempt to do anything. And my uncle was telling me a story of a good friend of his that had inherited millions, millions of dollars. And they did that. They kept up with the Joneses. And just this last year, he was talking to him and he told him, yes, he says, we have about $150 in our savings account. Think about that. And this wow. is a grown man that had inherited that money. Inherited millions. Inherited millions. And it's gone, you know, because they just tried to keep up with the Joneses. It was all about that status wow. in life, right? And so a lot of these people incur extreme amounts of debt. They're also more likely than these other categories that we're talking about to be compulsive gamblers or to lie to their spouses about money, you know. And I think as we talk about these, <laughs> I'm almost scared as I, I was putting together the show. It's like, okay, if I talk about this as, you know, offending people. Well, I don't, as I got to thinking, no one should be offended by these things. Because if they're things that were put inside of us when we were merely children, sure, we have to find a way to tell ourselves the truth that that is me. I'm willing to accept that. And I'm willing to make changes, right? You brought up something last week about addiction. Kind of same type of deal, right? You've got to be willing to accept I have a problem. I need help, and this is what I'm going to do about it, right? And this is where we're at. And I I can honestly tell you, I would be surprised if there is someone out there that doesn't have some one of these money scripts inside of them deep down now to what level everybody's level may be different but you know if we're all telling ourselves the truth you know there's a reason money is the root of all evil and we hear that saying all the time because money doesn't buy happiness it doesn't it doesn't do these things that we think it should do or that we have we have been put and instilled in us and you know we live in the greatest nation in the world but we can't forget that the greatest nation in the world went through the great depression not too many generations ago and you can imagine just thinking about your family stories and if you don't know those family stories you need to know those family stories so that you can understand where maybe some of this came from because it might not even been your parents or your grandparents it may have been your great-grandparents or your great-great-grandparents or who knows a century ago of where some of this started from and how do you identify it and let go of it and make changes move on so you know number four in these money scripts is called money vigilance and these people are very cautious sometimes overly anxious about money but they also live within their means they pay off their credit cards every month they save for the future however they carry the risk of high levels of anxiety that they can't enjoy the fruits of their labor and they can never feel enough financial security so you know we just talked about the depression how many people have you seen feel that way? My husband was telling me a story about his grandmother. And he, he said when they were kids, they used to laugh at her because she had a huge bag. And in her bag, she would always carry around packets of ketchups and jellies and everything from restaurants and napkins and forks and all of this stuff. And she kept it all the time. But she was a victim of the Great Depression. And so she was hoarding. She hoarded everything. And she never spent a dime. She wouldn't spend money. You know, you would 
would eat stuff out of her fridge. You were scared to eat out of her <laughs> fridge, but she was not going to buy more food until that fridge was completely empty, empty. Right. So, you know, thinking about these things is a really, really important, you know, to know what this is and, and what it is. And unfortunately, they're all negative. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yeah, they're not positive, not positive. at all. Um, you know, but they're, you know, their core perceptions and, you know, they're not just disastrous for your wealth or your health, like we talked about, or for your family. They're disastrous potentially for your entire future and outlook on life. You know, if you spend your whole life, like we talked about, saving and putting back for your retirement, and then you retire and you're supposed to have fun and enjoy the fruits of, you know, 50 years of labor. How can you do that if you have this in your mind, right? So, you know, are you controlling your money or is it controlling you? And the pro, you know, we always talk about this progress can only start by telling the truth. The truth. And who do you have to tell it to? To yourself. To yourself, right? And it's going to be a hard truth to faction. I, I thought about that. I was writing this, okay? So <laughs> as I wrote this, I sat there and I said, okay, if I'm going to ask our listeners to do this, I've got to do this for myself. I've got to ask myself, which of these is controlling me, right? And do I want that for my family? Heavens no. I don't want that for my kid. I don't want him to believe that way. Absolutely not. And so what have I got to do to be able to make progress? If that script was written for me and I didn't even realize it, that's not a forced that I can just say, okay, tomorrow I'm going to be a different person. Right. Right. I've got to realize that there is a real problem here, kind of like gambling or a drug addiction or an alcohol addiction or anything else in life. We all have an addiction to money in some sort of, and I, and I hate that. I hate that we are living in a society that's like that. We do live in the greatest country in the world, but unfortunately this country has given us these money scripts. Absolutely. And how do we overcome these to live life on purpose? Is money really what life's about? With kids. Yes. Growing up, everybody has to have the name brand. Everything. That's right. And that keeping so, up with the Jonas, that money status. And, That's and right. A lot of them can't afford, their families can't afford those things, no. but they sacrifice. That's right. And then they create debt, especially credit card debt. Yes. And how hard is it to get out of credit card debt? Oh, very hard. It's very hard. Very and uh, hard. I mean, because you're looking at 18, 20, 22% interest. That's right. That those $150 pair of shoes. Is it worth up, it? You end up paying hundreds mm-hmm. upon hundreds of dollars. Yes. If not thousands, if you just paid a minimum. Yes, that's right. So, Sorry, you know, it's my two cents worth. No, it's devastating. And the reality is, is we've all got to be able to wake up and say, enough is enough. I want something different for me. I want something different from my family. And I want to change. change, right? I can be the first to tell you that I would love to get a new truck right now. I'd love to have a new truck. I think they're nice. Those nice new Fords, you know, F-350 <laughs> Dually. I think they're beautiful. But then I look at our nice little 2011 truck and it works really well. And we have 92,000 miles on it. We don't have any problems. It's clean as a whistle. And I'm like, I don't need that. It's a want. It's a it. want, right? And so what am, I, what am I ultimately doing if I fall victim to that money status, right? What, what does that actually do? So how, where do you start? How do you get going on this? Well, that's exactly what we're going to talk about at the last part of the show on Life Planning 101 that you're not going to want to miss.
let's get back to what is your relationship with money? And we've talked about these so-called evil scripts that lie within us that control us and we don't even know that they're controlling us. So, you know, what can you do to break this pattern, right? What can you do for yourself, for your family, for your kids, your grandchildren? What can you do? First thing is, you know, we talked about telling yourself the truth. This is my problem. This is where I struggle. And the truth hurts. And the truth hurts. And it's going to hurt. I mean, when I figured out and I looked at that and I said, which of these is my problem? It wasn't fun to say that, right? And I'm just being very brutally honest, but I've got one too. Everybody has one. So once you've done that, what comes next? And I think you have to accept it. Say, okay, all right, I got this. Let's move on. Let's put a plan in place. So what does that plan look like? Create a vision. Isn't that how we set out for any goals is we try to figure out what we would really want and write that out. And, you know, I go back to when we're helping people with life planning. One of the things we say is, you know, if this were your last day on earth, what would you want to have accomplished in looking back at your life? So putting that into physical pictures and words and maybe you don't even write it down but you find a way to always remember where you're headed and I guarantee you if you put it in the form of pictures and maybe you hung it on a wall that you had to look at every day of your life that that's your vision and that's what you're working toward it would have nothing to do with money so then when you weigh a decision you can look at that wall and ask yourself what's the most important thing here because I bet on that wall you'd have a picture of everyone you love love and care about you'd have a picture of the causes that are near and dear to your heart you'd have a picture maybe the things that you enjoy doing the most in life and how does money have that relationship with those are you are you hurting that vision are you are you helping it right what is it that's most important to you and so find a way to create that vision and put it where it's a constant reminder because like we talked about is that you know these patterns and things are are not going to disappear overnight if these were set inside of you as a child you aren't gonna just get rid of them just because i said oh i accept it and i move on right it doesn't doesn't quite work that way i I mean i know people myself included i said i'm not going to be this way like my mother was yes but I've done a pretty good job, of, and my mother's a wonderful person. There were things that I did not want to be like her, yeah. You know, and I've tried very hard, but sometimes they sneak out. That is and right. It makes me say, "Why?" You know, but yep. it's ingrained in you. It's, in, I mean, it's ingrained in you. So, you know, how can you do that? Well, having something to be a physical reminder is the best thing you can do. Put it in front of you. Put it in your car. Put it in um, your bathroom. In the morning while you're getting ready, you know, I have a great little thing on my shower. It's called shower power. And it's kind of like my ethics and values in life. And it's a constant reminder of what am I going to do today to be able to do these things, right. to live the life that I want to live on purpose if this were my last day on earth, right? If, if that's most important to be able to do. So, you know, create that vision board and review your goals, you know, that's the biggest thing that people do is they write a goal and then they never review it. They never look back at it. They never go back to it. Find a place to do that. Find a safe place to do it. Maybe it's with your spouse. Maybe it's with your advisor. Maybe it's with a friend. But find somebody that will hold you accountable, you know, to be able to go back and review, okay, this is my vision. These are my goals. And then you're working towards it, right? And I think to, you know, remember, because it's like January, right? We all have set these big old 
New Year's resolutions, but then by the end of January, nobody's at the gym. Um, <laughs> and Brett says he hates January because everybody's at the gym. That's my husband. But, <laughs> but uh, he goes year uh, round. Right? He goes year round, right? But you know, the truth is, is that that's real. So how are you going to fix that? How are you go- if this is so important to you, what are you going to be able to do? Well, create good habits. That's all I can tell you. Because the only way you're ever going to change yourself is to start a new habit. And so what are those habits? Give yourself some financial literacy. Our website is an incredible place to start. We have over 10 years of financial literacy on our website. We do webinars. We do you know, seminars. We do all kinds of stuff. Newsletters. Exactly. A journal. Get yourself a blank journal. And anytime you have a negative thought, write down that negative thought. It's like a food journal, right? So you know then immediately you need to counteract it with something positive. So example, say, you know, I'm never going to get out of debt. This is just the luck I was born with after you've been at this for a month, right? And so counterstatement that. I will get out of debt. I have a plan. And in 18 months, I'm going to be debt free because you have a plan. You're able to say that. So remind yourself of those those thoughts. And we've started this with our son. Every time he says something negative, he has to say something positive because we don't like negative attitude. Right. right? And so why should you like it? Why should you like it for yourself, for your family? Because I guarantee that doesn't match what that vision is supposed to be. Right. And then have a plan. So just the idea (laughs) of a budget or a financial plan for most people sounds treacherous, tedious. Oh, my gosh. Scary. What is it? What am I going to have to face? I'm going to have to. Exactly. Right. But if you don't have a plan, you don't have someone to mentor you and help you. It's a long way out by yourself. You know, some of our best clients, you know what they say about us is most important than anything. What's that? Susan. Susan is our primary point of contact for our clients. And you know what she does? She's a bulldog. She stays on top of our clients and says, have you done this? Have you done this? Have you done this? And they say, I love that. I love that someone is calling me on a monthly basis to make sure that I'm staying on track. Do you have that someone? Do you have someone? To take Everyone me? needs someone. Everybody needs that someone to make sure that they're headed out of that forest. They're not headed back into that forest. because. And, and the other truth to this is that even though you are in that forest, there may be shortcuts. There may be checkpoints. Um, there may be help and rest that you could get that if you're trying to do it alone, you're never going to be able to do it. So get those tools. Put them in your back pocket. Those tools are extremely important. So when I was writing this um, this week about what is your relationship with money, I came across this interesting factoid. And it came from Thomas Stanley. And it said that millionaires on average spend 8.4 hours per month managing and planning their finances. So I got two things from that. hours a month. First, it was a reminder that we're all busy. You think a millionaire is not busy, right? But if something is important, then treat it as being important. Second thing, would setting aside time be an outlet to avoid some of these negative scripts? And I bet that's what those millionaires are doing is they're getting it out of their mind, putting it on a date and allow yourself to live life on purpose, knowing that you've got that taken care of. You don't have to worry about it because you got time set aside to deal with all of those negativities or, you know, whatever's going on. Because at the end of the day, life isn't about money. It's about living. right? Absolutely. So do yourself a favor. Control your money. Don't let it control you. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services. If you have questions, you can email them to lifeplanning at kennedy-financial.com.
Don't forget to learn how our sister company can assist you with all of your tax, bookkeeping, and consulting needs. You can find out more at briscoeandassociates.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more Life Planning 101. The opinions expressed herein are those of the firm and are subject to change without notice. The opinions referenced are as of the date of publication and are subject to change due to changes in the market or economic conditions and may not necessarily come to pass. Any opinions, projections, or forward-looking statements expressed herein are solely those of the author, may differ from the views or opinions expressed by other areas of the firm, and are only for general informational purposes as of the date indicated. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC. Kennedy Financial Services and Smart Money Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by Calton & Associates Incorporated.